Welcome to Permanently Distracted, the podcast for those of us with minds that just won't stay put. I'm your easily distracted host, Martina, and each episode we will dive into the world of ADHD. Whether you're constantly losing your keys, forgetting your best friend's birthdays, or zoning out during important meetings, this podcast is for you. But listen up. While we may share some tips and tricks, we are not medical professionals, and this podcast is not meant to substitute for real medical advice. Instead, we aim to provide a judgment-free zone where you can laugh, cry, and share with fellow districtees. So grab your attention span if you can find it, kick back, and let's get started. What actually is ADHD? Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, is a neurological disorder that affects approximately 6-9% to of children and about 5% of adults. It is significantly impacting daily life of a person and the typical symptoms can be inattention, hyperactivity and impulsivity. In 1987, the term ADHD started being used. A bit afterwards, ADHD was used for the hyperactive type and ADD was used for the inattentive type. Nowadays, the diagnosis is absolutely the same. But what is the actual cause of ADHD? It cannot be said for certain, however, scientists have come up with a couple of different hypotheses. One of the factors might be genetics. People with ADHD in the family have a higher chance of having it. In fact, a lot of women in adult age get diagnosed because their child got diagnosed. Another potential factor is the imbalance or malfunction of neurotransmitters in the brain. Lastly, one of the potential causes might be significant injuries to the brain at various stages in life. Also, one of the common theories is that prematurely born babies and people with epilepsy might have a higher chance of developing ADHD sometimes throughout their life. So, how does the ADHD brain work? Research has shown that the brain with ADHD may have differences in certain regions, such as the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for executive functioning skills, like organizing, planning, and self-control. Another affected part of the brain is the limbic system, which regulates attention and, unfortunately, emotion. Lastly, parts that might be affected are the basal ganglia and reticular activating system. The deficits here cause short circuits in interbrain communication resulting in inattention, impulsivity and hyperactivity. But one thing we know for sure, and that is that our brains constantly crave dopamine, which causes us to be permanently bored unless we are constantly doing something interesting and new. Our brain wants instant rewards. What does that mean for people with ADHD, and why is a neurological condition affecting children so important? Well, firstly, it is not affecting only children, they are just easier to diagnose. Children don't hide their emotions, so they will act out when they don't feel well. ADHD brains have problems focusing on a specific task. Controlling our impulses is very difficult, which presents a real danger when it comes to addiction and wanting to have long-lasting relationships. 
However, it is not all doom and gloom. Having ADHD also gives you some advantages. Creativity, innovation, and hyperfocus are aces in our sleeves. By using hyperfocus, one can pick up new and interesting tasks and master them faster than a neurotypical brain. I have a personal example about how hyperfocus can come in handy. I got fascinated by crochet some time ago. I hyperfocused on it, and in three months, I learned how to make nice dolls, and I even opened up an Etsy store. It was hard to pick up at first, but because of my hyperfocus, I could not put it down anymore, and I even had to be reminded by my friends and family to start doing something else except crochet all day long. I have personally been diagnosed with ADHD in my late 20s after years of wrong diagnoses. Unfortunately, there's a lot of symptoms that fit into other conditions too, so it's not an exact 100% match every time. There is no requirement of having specific amount of symptoms that will bridge the gap between ADHD and some other condition. During our lives, because of the undiagnosed condition, we may also start developing symptoms that are consistent with some other types of conditions, most commonly depression and anxiety. Unfortunately, still to this day, there are some problems with getting diagnosed with ADHD. Different countries have different rules and different systems of diagnoses. For example, in Germany, where I got diagnosed, the only thing that I had to do was for fill out a form and also get a notice from my mother that I have been difficult as a child. In Croatia, where a friend of mine got recently diagnosed, he had to go through a lot of different tests, including computer measurement tests that measured how many times he unfocused from the task at hand. There are also some issues, stigmas and stereotypes about receiving medication for ADHD. Quite often we don't take medication, however, if we end up deciding to take medication, the process of obtaining some might be quite difficult. There's a lot of different types of medication and sometimes it takes a while until you find the perfect one for you. The medication is highly addicting and even on the black market is being sold as a drug for neurotypicals. Which is why a lot of countries have decided to monitor closely how much and to whom the medication is being dispensed. It's not so simple to explain to people around us what it means to live with ADHD because quite often the popular media is using ADHD as a description for very, very hyperactive children that parents don't want to deal with, so they decide to medicate instead. In the future episodes, we'll dive deeper into aspects of ADHD and explore strategies for managing symptoms and living our best lives. But for now, let's wrap up today's episode with some key takeaways. Firstly, ADHD is a real condition that affects millions of people worldwide. Second, while the exact causes of ADHD are still unknown, research has shown that certain differences in brain structure and function may contribute to the symptoms. And thirdly, while living with ADHD can be challenging, it's also important to recognize the strengths and unique abilities that come with it. That's it for today's episode of Permanently Distracted. Join us next time as we explore some practical tips and tricks for staying organized and managing distractions in your life. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, it's not a disability, but just a different operating system for your brain.